Hi. Welcome to Rachel Sermani's Finger That Points to the Moon podcast. And we're we're kind of like reaching an end of these this series, which is um both sad and also very exciting. As you will know if you've been listening right up to the end of these episodes, I've been advertising uh, an online immersion uh, workshop retreat for for the songwriter, all based on just helping helping um, you in your creative expression. And I'm telling you at the start of this episode, because it could be that this is the last episode. We'll see. I'm not sure if we're going to do two rules or just the one. I'm going to f- free flow with it. Ah, I'm a little bit out of breath because <laughs> I was about to sit down to do this podcast, okay? And the rule that we're looking at today, number nine, is be happy whenever you can manage it. Enjoy yourself. It's lighter than you think. And I was going to start this thing. <laughs> and I was like, but how do I start? And what will I do? And what will I say? And I'm not embodying lightness right now. And that's I was like, well, then what are you going to do about it? What are you going to do? I've probably allowed myself to get a little bit stagnant in the last few hours. Working away, having doing admin, emails, having chats. A lot of it lovely. The sky is blue out there, and when I'm finished this podcast, I'm going to get out there. And if it's blue where you are right now whilst you're listening, and if you're not out already, I hope this is encouragement for you to do the same. I was given a reminder last night um, to prioritize time and nature. Must remember that one. But yeah, I was feeling all like stuck and heavy and stagnant just before starting this, and I was like, I really cannot talk about this rule without first uh, attempting to embody it. Be happy whenever you can manage it. Enjoy yourself. It's lighter than you think. So I got up and put on um, the latest album from Fatumata Diwara. Have you guys heard of her? If not, go on and give her a listen. She's magnificent. I just... um, I just danced for the past three songs and um, I feel like a wholly different person. (laughs) It's amazing. It's amazing that that can, like, see that thing that she says, be happy whenever, whenever you can manage it. It's like, the question is, can I manage to be a little happier right now? Man, see when you, like, see when I move my body or connect with my body it just like it's very instant the transformation it even allows me to maybe be in my sadness if that's what I'm meant to be feeling in that moment but it just shakes you up I feel all shook up and um and hot and um glowing and I got like a little cheeky smile on my face and I do feel lighter because it's lighter than I think, as Sister Krita Kent keeps telling me. How do we apply this to when we're being creative? For example, when one is writing a song, or when one has made 
making a piece of art of any sort, writing a play, collaborating on some sort of creative piece, recording a podcast series. What do we do? How can we manage to be happier? And I did touch on this in a previous episode from an, from the very first, I wouldn't call it series, but the first few podcasts that I put out where I was just offering various wee tips of advice. One of them was just like, if you start to feel that stifledness when you're playing, say you're on the guitar or piano, uh, you've got your instrument and you're just getting a little bit like you're going around the same situation and it's creating this stifled energy and you then just kind of go do wally and just shake about and move your fingers all over the place and splash. It's, it is amazing, the effects of splash. You know, some seven really deep and conscious breaths. I bet that would change everything. Or get out of your chair, shake it up, shake your body, shake it, shake it, shake it, shake it. Oh my gosh, it really, really works. (laughs) To whatever music you love or to whatever silence you want to hear or just um i think i think that's that's my lesson that i'm taking from this very moment it's just like if i'm not feeling it in that moment then what can i do to manage myself a little better there's no point starting from that place of stagnancy or stifledness and and maybe i won't be able to get out of that place for days but i may as well give it a shot at 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 physically giving my body um some sort of a wake up call Splash of water in the face. A dip in the sea. A walk to the sea. A sit by the tree. Oh, there's so many options in in order for us to feel lighter. The the lightness kind of comes from that perspective, I think, or can come from having perspective of it's it's um it's not all about me, and it's not all about this moment. It's really nice. Oh, that that and that does make me think that with a group of women um, on this course that I've been doing, we've been playing this game of envisaging your your sort of luminous future self and imagining her here and now, and um, embodying her here and now, and and you play the game of journaling a little bit of what what y- you're ideally like hoping for. In, in, with some goal-oriented, future-looking thoughts, which initially was difficult for me because I have this sort of uh, prejudice or stigma or had this sort of prejudice and stigma that I should be in the moment. But really, I like the notion that the future self is, is right here already anyway, and I may as well. T- it's, it's a game to tap into her just as I tap into dreams when I go to sleep and states of mind, depending on what I choose, like dancing to Fatimata Diawara in one moment. And um, tapping into this future luminous self is so cool because when I tapped into her, I was like, oh, well, she's, she has released a series of podcasts um, to much success. And um, 
has managed with those podcasts to advertise her 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 first ever online workshop she's done that already and with that sort of like overview with that perspective almost that it's already done and that it's part of a much bigger picture it means that when I do come to do these podcasts, there is far, like, despite there being still some resistance, there's far less resistance because I know it's not all about just this one episode. It's not even all about this, just this one series. It's, 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 it's got this humongous picture attached to it. And this is like part of the interconnectedness that it's part of. And that feels light. It feels much more manageable. There's less pressure somehow on everything. Because it's all part of some, some sort of bigger whole. <laughs> so yeah, she says be happy whenever you can manage it. But for me, like that, that resonates as be with yourself. And, and if you can manage it, shake it up and see what happens when you shake into a different state of mind. It doesn't mean that you're resisting any other state of mind. It means that you're giving yourself a chance to, to really be, to really be in whatever experience you're having and to express from there. It's lighter than you think. Big perspective, the big picture, the whole, the whole of everybody else involved, the rippling out of all the things that you're doing and the tininess of you and me and the massiveness of it all and this magicalness that we're alive right now. It's like really huge. It's also very tiny and it's all part of this whole uh, sphere of existence. <sighs> and with that, I really feel like there's not much else to say, so I'm going to go to Rule 10, which is a quote from a man who would visit Sister Carita Kent at the Immaculate Heart College. I think she regarded herself as a student of his. The quote is this. We're breaking all of the rules, even our own rules, and how do we do that? By leaving plenty of room for X quantities. By leaving plenty of room for X quantities. So there's your quote from John Cage. Leaving plenty of room, making space for the potential, for the unknown. It's a lovely sort of, I feel like it's a lovely, if abstract, summary of the whole rest of the nine rules that come before. We, we in the creative process, it's, it's vital that we always remember that any rules that we follow have that sort of transparency, like a rainbow. That they're there and they're not there. That we always remember that we're, we're looking to serve whatever it is that we're making. And the more space we can create for it, the better. The rules end with some helpful hints. Always be around. Come or go to everything. Always go to classes. Read anything you can get your hands on. Look at movies carefully often. 
save everything. It might come in handy later. There should be new rules next week. Of all those helpful hints, what, what do you do or not do? And what could you add to? Certainly for me, I think I'm um, watching movies. I don't watch very many movies. Maybe I should watch a movie at least once a month and look at it carefully. That'll be my resolution. Um, I'd love to know yours. I'd love to know how you enjoy this whole episode series um, and this episode itself. I really hope it's in some way inspiring you in some way to make, to create, or just to be with yourself and be with your experience. <laughs> and, uh, and I hope that maybe I'll see some of you guys for an online workshop and sure enough, you'll hear me for some more podcasts, series in the future. But thank you so much for coming on the journey with me for this series and speak to you soon. This has been Rachel Sermani's Finger That Points to the Moon podcast, a series on 10 enduring rules for a creative life created by Sister Corita Kent of the Immaculate Heart College. So thank you, Sister Corita Kent. And um, yeah, goodness to you all. And thank you for listening. And um, yeah, lightness, lots of lightness to you. Bye-bye. After the last episode of this series has been released, I'll be hosting a number of online workshops on the art of writing song, as I have known and gone with it. This experience won't be about writing a radio hit, though you might. It'll be all about cultivating confidence and creativity and feeling empowered in your own expression. The way I've always worked is through the exploring and cultivating of both my spirituality and creativity, the two are symbiotic, both require courage. Their union has been the lens and toolkit through which I process living here on Earth, so you can expect to be hearing from my expertise and experience in both realms, that of creativity and that of spirit. There will be creative writing exercises, drawing exercises, exercise exercises, as in stuff to do with your body or what is available to you in your own body, there will also be focused moments where we work with the voice and practice strengthening that lovely center of expression and communication. There will also be meditations to encourage the flow of creative juices. For each workshop, there will be 13 safe spaces. Having only a small number of people on the course will mean I get to give you lots of individual attention and to tune the whole workshop to the needs of whoever's in there. You might be a veteran in the art of song, are completely without experience. All you need is curiosity. Curiosity keeps you open so the magic of creativity can come in. Tickets are on sale now. To choose your preferred weekend and take leap into play, go to my website at www.rachelsermani.com. You'll find the link in the podcast description. I'm really excited for this. Guiding people in their creative process is something I love to do and have been working my way up to doing more of for a few years. It's so important to me that everyone feels welcome in the world of expression. Artistry belongs to all. Creativity is a life buoy. It keeps one afloat in a wild sea. 
I feel like the more you're able to explore and express yourself, the more alive you're able and willing to feel. So maybe see you there.